You are locked on Cougars. Welcome in to your Tuesday edition of the podcast. The first day of March, my friends. Welcome to the third month of 2022. We have BYU football to talk about. We talk about it every day, but we actually have audio from BYU football practice. The first day of spring ball yesterday. My observation, notes to be aware of, and also audio from Kalani Satake's first media session is all ahead on today's show. We'll also recap the weekly award that were handed out yesterday. There are a bevy of them. We'll get to all of that ahead on today's podcast. It's all brought to you today by our good friends over at Run Your Pool. March Madness is here and Run Your Pool has a better way to create your bracket. Check it out. It's at runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. All right, without further ado, though, let's dive on in on a Tuesday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 1st, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. By way of introduction, I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the reporter and producer of DJ and PK in the morning. And a big thank you to all of you for your support of this venture. It's a ton of fun to be with you guys and it is a lot of fun to be back covering BYU football in person. We were out at the indoor practice facility yesterday evening to watch about I'd say 15 minutes of the conclusion of BYU's practice yesterday. BYU players in uh, jerseys and helmets only part of the NCAA mandated acclimatization period. They will go through I believe one more day of helmets which will be today. They will put on shoulder pads with their third and fourth practices and then by the fifth practices of the coaches opt to do that, you can wear full pads. BYU, by and large, throughout spring ball, very rarely outside of scrimmage days, it feels like puts on full pads, but it was just good to be out there. It was fun to watch players running routes, blocking going on, all that stuff. I Let me be very clear up front with you guys. Football, college football in particular, is my, for lack of a better analogy, my drug of choice. I absolutely love football. It's something I have loved since I was a young child. It's a big reason why I got into the sports media game when I got in. It is my favorite thing to cover. It's my favorite thing to watch. You can ask my wife. I watch far more football than I probably should, but nonetheless, I absolutely love it. And I thought there's some actually really good things that came out of yesterday's media sessions that we'll get to from Kalani Sitake here momentarily. But some of the notes for you guys uh, coming out of this is that BYU, I feel like, has a very, very deep and talented roster overall. Uh, some of you may have seen it on social media last night. You can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. I had to put out, I think, a third revision of the roster yesterday and it's not for my issues it was BYU figuring out their issues on the roster the roster goes across three pages this spring folks there are a lot of dudes on this roster for BYU and there's a lot of talent as such uh COVID years, all of that are playing into this. I think the biggest surprise in terms of the roster overall was that Keanu Saliapaga is back for BYU along the offensive line. Now 
Some of you may remember uh, Keanu Saliapaga, a guy who decommitted from USC late in the process and then committed to BYU, came in as a defensive lineman, converted to playing offensive line, ends up starting in that epic upset of uh, Wisconsin in 2018, started the majority of the two years, 2018 and 2019, but since that time has dealt with numerous injuries, also some academic concerns. He's only played in one game in the past two seasons. BYU has won 20-some-odd games, and he has played in exactly one of them over the past two years, but he is back on the roster as a redshirt uh, senior, six foot six, 310 pounds, and it's good to see him back out there. He will add to an already deep offensive line. That's where we'll start. Kalani Satake was asked in his media session about Keanu Saliapaga's surprise addition, or I guess re-addition, to the roster and what the big man brings to BYU's offensive line now. He's back back to practice, and uh, he's healthy now, you know, or healthier, and so a guy that's played a lot of a lot of games for us and started, so adding him to the to a deep O-line is really good for us, and we'll see uh, how much we can use him. I, I thought he was limited in practice today, which was really good for us, and the goal is get to the fall, but there are a lot of other guys that can use more reps in the 11-on-11 stuff. Listen, if Keanu Saliapaga can get back to any type of the level he played at in 2018 and 2019, he could challenge at least for some playing time, if not an outright starting job. The issue is... Kalani Satake, he knows this. We've all seen it. This offensive line for BYU may be the deepest in at least recent memory for BYU, if not ever. They legitimately can go 10 to 12 deep, it feels like, with guys who have a shout to be getting playing time, have starting reps, all that stuff. And Kalani Satake talked about it, the fact that this depth along the offensive line, it should help BYU on both sides of the trenches. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about our depth. I, I thought we've always had some really good t- talent. The game-ready talent I've seen from the O-line, don't underestimate the D-line. D-line's going to be really good, too. And they're strong. They're just young, and uh, they'll grow up a lot in the next next few months before we get for fall camp. So I'm excited about the big boys. I want to see them put the helmets on and clash a little bit and get bigger and stronger, and but gain more valuable com- competition and, and experience, some violent experience in, the, in, the, in spring football. Getting a really good evaluation of BYU's offensive and defensive line on day one is near impossible. You cannot really tell how a unit is doing when they don't have pads on, especially along the offensive and defensive line. But Kalani Satake also speaking with the media yesterday, you're going to hear a little of exchange. I, I brought this up with him. Is the BYU's defensive line, we've seen it on social media. Caden Hawes, I think it was a... It was a power clean of uh, 185 kilograms, which is 407 pounds. Absolutely insane numbers. Well, Kalani Satake said that Caden Ha is not the only one putting up monster numbers in the weight room, and some guys have actually transformed their bodies. You'll hear momentarily about one of them in particular. But at the same time, the defensive line as a whole, they have taken to heart some of the criticism they received last year, and the hope is that they will learn from it. All those guys got strong, but Josh Larson has changed his body. He's over 300 pounds now, so yeah, that's big and, and when he was 260 not long ago and I think the all, the entire defensive line group wants to prove something so they get to go against a really good old line every every day that should make them a better group but the fact that they got in the weight room and got stronger that shows that our guys are have a different mindset going into this year than I've seen from the years past is that a carryover just from some of the struggles they had in the run rush defense game also? probably yeah you just you just keep egging them on guys and talking about how good how they're not really good just keep doing that they'll listen to you guys more than they will to me sometimes so they know they know that there's a lot of people questioning them and it's okay it's okay i don't i don't i'm not gonna lie to them you know so they need to step up and stuff the run and get some sacks and then we'll be really good on uh, as a team 
Look, it's a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek comment from Kalani Satake there, but these players, they're not immune to seeing social media, and they know they were not as good as they needed to be last year. If the weight room numbers are the end-all, be-all for BYU's improvement along the defensive line, then great. I still need to see them show it on the field, and I think all of you listening to this podcast would completely agree with me on that, and the proof will be in the pudding. We're going to find out soon enough and looking forward to being out there at practice. Thursday will be the next time the media is out there. As I have mentioned previously, if you're new to this show, I have people who are at every practice all spring ball long, all fall camp. They're, th- they're throughout the season. They feed me information. We'll bring you anything and everything we hear from our practice insiders and let you guys kind of have that inside look at what we, the media, may not be seeing. All right, coming up here in just a moment, more from Kalani Satake as well as some other notes from practice, some of the things that stood out to me. We'll get to all of that in just a second here. First, though, a word from our friends over at Run Your Pool. March Madness is literally days away. That means you need to start thinking about now about where you're going to be running your bracket this year. Are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're going to run our brackets with our friends at runyourpool.com. Along with the standard bracket format, run your pool game varieties include Survivor or Pick X, but you're both very fun in their own way if you want to try a new style. They also have all the options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to make your picks. All of the stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that March Madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain new customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups that you will ever find. Clearly, we here at Locked On believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. We'll do it with the overall Locked On network. We're going to do it on Locked On Cougars as well. There is no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. I'll have more details on the Locked On Cougars specific pool as well. And while you're there, create your own bracket for your family and friends enter pure madness that's p-u-r-e-m-a-d-n-e-s-s at checkout for ten dollars off your custom pool pure madness is the promo code all the rules and details will be available there that's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize we look forward to seeing and beating you out there Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And more from Kalani Satake here in a moment, but a couple observations, I'm going to get to these earlier, are that a number of changes are obviously taking place during spring ball. Uh, You'll see number five is now Dallin Holker. He wore number five when he was at Lehigh High School, switched to number 32 when he was a freshman at BYU, wore number 32 last year after returning from his mission, but he's reverted back to his high school number wearing the number five. Ben Bywater, BYU's leading tackler a year ago, he is now wearing the number two. Christopher Brooks, the new incoming transfer, I guess the new transfer from Cal, he is wearing the number two as well. Jackson Kafusi wearing the number 13, a linebacker uh, making the change himself. And obviously there are going to be other changes I'm sure throughout the rest of spring ball. We'll try and bring as many as we possibly can to you guys. Those are some of the ones that stood out to me. Some of the things I took away from the media observation period is that Jaron Hall's arm is as live as it ever has been, my friends. There has been no question about his ability to heave the ball and get it downfield. I really like that he connected with both uh, Gunnar Romney as well as Puka Nakua on some deep balls. Uh, there was actually a really nice pass breakup. I don't remember who the quarterback was, but uh, Javel Brown made a very nice PBU in the end zone on what appeared to be a chance for a touchdown pass. Actually, I think it was Soljay Maiava Peters who threw that pass. Uh, one note on the quarterback situation, Cade Fennigan was only on the side 
sidelines. He did not have a helmet. Uh, that means that there's maybe some lingering injury concern that's going to keep him out for at least the early part of spring ball. So your quarterbacks yesterday, the three that we saw as media, Jaron Hall, Jacob Conover, and then Sol J. Mayava Peters with Cade Fennigan and Nick Billups working on the sidelines, signaling in play. So kind of interesting part on that. Now, on the Christopher Brooks side of things, there's a lot of people out there and yours truly included, who believe that he is going to be uh, not QB, RB1 and Lee BYU as their starting running back. Will that ultimately come to bear? Only time will tell. But Kalani Satake was asked about Christopher Brooks, and he said Brooks looked good, but he really likes the overall depth of his running back group. There's a, there's a bunch of guys that can play that position, but he looked really, really good today. And you know, I, I thought he and Lopini looked really nice, and Hinkley did some good things. I mean, that whole group, McChesney, whole group that's deep too. But from what I saw in Chris and the plays that he made, he, he can really fit our scheme. Do you want to have a, a starting running back RB1 emerge, or is it going to be running back? Are you comfortable with running back by committee? Yeah, I'm not going to put a, like a deadline on it. I don't know if you guys remember, there wasn't like a deadline when Tyler took over as a starter. It just kind of happened. And so maybe this will be the same way, but we'll see. Christopher Brooks was only in a helmet, folks, but he is a big, big dude. He's very light on his feet. That's what I really liked about it. He has got a lot of size, but the nice part is he can really move for as big of a running back that he is. Well, who's that sound like? Oh, yeah, a guy like Tyler Algier. The crazy thing about Christopher Brooks is he's maybe a three or four inches taller than Tyler Algier was. It's crazy, but he looks very nice. Uh, good to see Houston Haymuley out there as well. He looks like an absolute bulldozer out there uh, playing a lot of that wingback slash fullback role. Mason Wake was in street clothes just wearing a jersey, so he did not pra- uh, practice yesterday, so that left all the reps to Houston Haymuley. Houston is a freight train, my friends. Listed at five foot 11, 265 pounds. He is going to absolutely demolish some people out there. But the nice part is, the running back position, there's no shortage of bodies out there. Jackson McChesney, Miles Davis, Lopini Katoa looked good. He looks a little trimmer than what I have seen in the past from him, but still very good size for Lopini Katoa. I think the running back position is in very good hands. Now, the quarterback position, obviously, it's Jaron Hall, and the big question will be who will be his main backup during this season after Baylor Romney moved on. But Kalani Satake, true to how he has always operated, at least since his uh, third season at the helm of the BYU football program, he says that even though Jaron Hall might be the presumed starter at quarterback, there is still plenty of competition at the quarterback position. Quarterbacks are always going to have to battle for playing time. I thought Overall, the quarterbacks as a position group did really well today. I thought the timing that they had with the receivers, and it helps when you have a bunch of receivers that can catch the ball like like our guys. But the new guys on the field like Cody Epps and you got Chase Roberts and those guys that, that are just filling in, in where we left, uh, you know, not having Neil and not having Samson. Those guys are stepping up, and I see in the tight end group, you see, see guys that are stepping in for, you know, Dallin Hoker's doing a really good job, but others are stepping up to replace Isaac Rex. And There's a lot of capable bodies, so I'm excited about that. We'll see how it goes the competition. Making definitive statements after one day of spring ball is probably a foolhardy thing, but I am really, really high on BYU's offense. Any of you who are longtime listeners know that when I see something I really believe in, I'm not afraid to go to it, and I truly believe BYU's offense this season could be absolutely special. Yes, I am including such offenses as the John Beck era, Zach Wilson leading that 2020 offense that was just absolutely high-flying. I think that the depth, the talent, the overall options BYU has on offense going into this 2022 season 
Could be a special year on offense for BYU. Obviously, there are question marks surrounding the defense. Kind of the big thing, I think, is spring balls to see if we get any uh, clarification on what the defense is going to look like. Well, Kalani was asked, and I think it was Mitch Harper, who's my compatriot over at KSL Sports now, he asked the question, what are you and Elisa Tuiaki looking looking for improvement-wise from the defense? this season just get more disruption and more big plays on defense i've been asking that for that for a long time now that's the expectations that i have and we want to stop people from scoring so basically everything is what i want i want to score as many points on offense and on defense i want to disrupt and not give up so many points so that's the key i don't i don't know it's not rocket rocket science so it's not rocket science but have we seen that disruption uh, I'd be hard-pressed to really point to anything from 2021 that screamed disruption. I guess early on in the season, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, that defense was pretty darn good. But Kalani, he has a broken record on that. The issue I have is that he continues to talk about wanting to see it, but we have not seen it in really big portions. So maybe 2022, he bucks the trend in his defensive staff led by Elisa Tuiaki. They start to figure some things out. But we'll see he's seven years in and i still really yet to see the uh true byu led kawani satake defense that we all thought we would see at some point from him leading the cougars but there's still plenty of time for him he's gonna be here for the long term he loves byu and i hope that he makes good on seeing that and we all get to see it on the field. Now, the final thing from Kalani Satake is uh, obviously BYU. They announced the contract extension for him. They used the term unprecedented, and you're going to hear Kalani Satake use that term. I asked him the question You announced five new additions to your off the field staff, both in strength and conditioning, as well as analyst roles. Is this the start of you guys continuing to add to the staff, and what do you want to see moving forward for your football program? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, that's unprecedented. It's not just only five guys, you know, so we'll see. I don't know if there's a limit to it, but, like, let's just keep it going. I think Tom and the administration is doing a good job at getting us the resources, and there's a lot more that we propose and we ask for, and we'll get there. But I like the momentum that it's gaining and the opportunity that we have just to add a resources that get us to that level that we need to be going into this fall and definitely into next year. This isn't the BYU of old, my friends. I really think BYU realizes that they are going to be playing at a different level of football beginning in 2023. You heard Kalani talk about it. They have asked for a number of things, and he expects that BYU will continue to deliver on them in the lead-up and beginning when they join the Big 12 in 2023. He knows what BYU faces as they join the Power 5 ranks, and he has made it very clear, I think he's made it explicitly clear, to Tom Homo, BYU Brass down there in Provo. It's probably made its way to the Brethren in Salt Lake City, the leadership of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And it's been made very, very clear that BYU needs much, much, much more investment in the football program if they truly want to compete at the level that they aspire to compete at. I am excited to see BYU putting money where their mouth is. There's been years, decades, where they refuse to do it, and I'm glad that maybe they finally, I guess, turned a page and have figured it out and said, oh, okay, well, if they're going to be making this money, they can spend it. I am very, very excited to see that, and I hope that they continue to spend that money, invest in the program, and the hope is that it will yield the results, the win on the field, etc., that BYU fans, we all 
are craving. All right, so there you go. Some of my thoughts from BYU's media session with Kalani Sitake. I said uh, coming up this week, you'll also hear from Jaron Hall. Some of the things I took away from that, Tyler Batty as well. We'll have exclusive one-on-one conversations throughout the upcoming uh, spring practice period all month long. So keep it locked right here on Locked On Cougars as we will have you guys covered top to bottom. Coming up here momentarily, we'll round out today's show with the other news involved in BYU athletics. A bevy of weekly awards handed out. We'll get to all of them, run them all down here in just a second. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Bet Online. Football might be over for the season. I know we're talking about spring football here, but football in its entirety, the NFL and college football has been over, but basketball is in full steam ahead mode for both pro and college hoops. For all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, and even future odds on NFL and college football, head to betonline.net. It's the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action available to you now from our friends at BetOnline.net. Check it out, folks. It's a really, really cool resource. If you want to put Skittles into the game and make your sports fandom that much more fun do it with our friends at bet online because it's truly where the game starts Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Intercap Lending. There's a reason that no lender helps more families in Utah with their mortgage needs than our friends at Intercap Lending. And simply put, Intercap gets deals done. They feature a quick and simple process. They close loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And although fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process for you, the customer. All of us out there, whether you are trying to buy your first home, you want to refinance, you want to cash out on some of your equity, well, now is the time to do it. We've all seen the numbers on the rising inflation costs. We don't know exactly how the uh, circumstances in Ukraine will affect the markets, but now is the time to capitalize on still really, really low rates and do it with our friends at Intercap. And that is what Locked On's personal loan officer, Intercap Lending, Steve Carter, is there for. He'd love nothing more than to help you along with the other hundreds of Locked On listeners that he's helped so far, including Locked On founder, David Locke. And although Intercap is new to the Locked On Cougars podcast, it's not a new company. They have been assisting customers with all of their mortgage needs since 1978. That's 44 years of experience. And Steve Carter is providing Locked On listeners that same great experience since 2018. Intercap is headquartered in Utah, but they're capable of helping any customer outside the state of Utah in more than 40 states. They're licensed. They got you covered top to bottom. You can give Steve a call with any and all questions you might have. You have a direct line to him. It's 385-800-8528. 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer. If you want to learn more online, go to their website, intercaplending.com. Once again, Steve Carter's direct line. If you'd like to call him directly and ask him any questions, 385-800-8528. Make sure you tell him the Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you when you give him that call. That's Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. All right, before we go on this Tuesday edition of the show, we have got a lot of individual awards to recap on today's show. So let's get it started with some ranking updates for you guys. The BYU women's basketball team, the West Coast Conference champions, after winning the West Coast Conference regular season title and being the number one seed in the West Coast Conference tournament, they have moved up two spots in the AP poll. They are now the 17th ranked team in the country. I still think that is a little too low, but that's just me. They've been ranked for 14 consecutive weeks, which is a program record. 
record. Uh, they were ranked in nine straight weeks to set the record originally in 2006. Cougars are 25-2. and two. They're 15-1, and one, and I very much look forward to covering them in Las Vegas. I will be down there looking forward to their semifinal matchup on Monday. Uh, BYU sophomore guard Shaley Gonzalez won her third West Coast Conference Player of the Week award this past uh, weekend. Very, very impressive numbers once again for her, averaging 17.5 points per game, 8.5 rebounds, 4 assists, and 3 steals during their 2-0 week. She is absolutely worth the price of admission. If you have not had a chance to watch Shaley Gonzalez in action, I would encourage you to take the opportunity to do so. She is lights out and very much looking forward once again to seeing that team and her down there in Sin City. Now, on to BYU baseball. Cole Gamble was named West Coast Conference Player of the Week for his performance against both Ohio State and Arizona State. The junior from Alpine, Utah, led the Cougars to a 4-0 record last week with wins over the Buckeyes at the Snowbird Classic in Florida and then a series sweep 3-0 against the Sun Devils in Phoenix. At se- in 17 at-bats over the four games, he had eight hits, including two home runs. He scored eight runs, had 12 RBIs, and drew two walks absolutely phenomenal numbers and BYU, he'll be looking to pick it up when they have their home opener this week. They'll be taking on Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, Opener is March 3rd. They'll be playing Thursday, Friday, and Saturday out there at Miller Park. would encourage you guys, if you have some time on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, to get out to Miller Park and enjoy the BYU baseball program in action. Really cool to see them and the best part is you can play earlier season games now that they got that turf field. They can melt all the snow and they can play. It's really, really cool to see. On the basketball front, flipping back over to basketball for a moment here, congratulations to Fuseni Triori. He was named West Coast Conference Freshman of the Week for his Monster Week this past weekend. He's one of three freshmen to have earned weekly honors multiple times this season. The six foot six forward averaged 18.5 points, 10.5 rebounds, and 1.5 blocks in the two games last week, shooting 71.4% from the field and 77.8% from the free throw line. Folks, Triore is going to be an all-timer if he continues the trajectory he is on at BYU. Very, very exciting things ahead, it feels like, for this young man. And I'm looking forward to seeing him and the Cougars in action on Friday. Uh, They'll be in action at 7 o'clock Mountain Time, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, taking on the winner of Loyola Marymount and Pacific Friday with the hopes of advancing to Saturday and a showdown with the four seed in USF. The hope is that they will have a chance to beat USF and advance to Monday to take on Gonzaga, but we will have to wait and see how things play out this weekend. Now, the final thing before we go today, and this is just a regular, it feels like on Tuesday editions of the show, is the awards handed out by the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference involving BYU Women's Gymnastics. Three BYU gymnasts were awarded four awards this week for the outstanding performances this past week. The 14th ranked Cougars beat Utah State in Towson in a tri-meet at the D. Glenn Smith Spectrum in Logan on Friday. Uh, so the awards handed out this week include gymnast of the week to yet again Sadie Miner Van Tassel. I believe it is now seven weeks straight that she has won gymnast of the week. She also won vault specialist of the week this week for a 9.925 in that tri-meet. Beam specialist of the week beam specialist of the week honors went to Elise Rollins who scored a 9.975 nearly a perfect score and then floor specialist of the week went to Brittany Vitkowskis who scored a 9.950 for BYU gymnastics. I'll say it again. Guard Young, he's building something special with BYU Gymnastics. Will they get to an elite level? I don't know that. 
But the nice part is they're competing at a level that we have not seen for some time in the BYU gymnastics field. And it's cool to see them ranked in the top 15. Hopefully they can make a strong run to the finish this season and make the NCAA regionals. And obviously, hopefully, make the NCAA national championship meet as well. All right, so there you go. You guys are now up to speed on everything you need to know as a BYU fan on this Tuesday. A big thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. want to encourage you guys now to check out Locked On NFL Draft as your second listen today. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker have got you guys covered. They bring the NFL Draft to life every day with inside analysis on all the college football prospects out there and NFL front offices and how they operate. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. That'll do it. Have a great rest of your Tuesday whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 1st, 2022, and we will catch you guys manana.